Hey guys, we are weeks away from 2024 and with the holidays here and things getting busier, I know it's very easy to forget about yourself. Life is still happening regardless of where you're at. So whether you're happy or whether you're excited for 24 or maybe even just struggling in general and this time of the year just brings on so much stress, so much pain, you know, and trauma that you're really trying to heal and overcome. I know everyone is at very different places in their life. What I don't want is for you guys to feel whatsoever that you're stuck because you're never, ever stuck. Yes, life sometimes can be very difficult and you may not know what 2024 like has in store for you or what it's going to bring. And that can be very unsettling, but it will be what you make of it. That is why this month we are offering 50% off all of our online courses. This will give you a great chance to start really working on whatever it is that you want to work on, whether you're looking to heal from some stuff, whether you're looking to rebuild some stuff and create some stuff for your life, manifest. You know, you're looking to date again. You're looking to start setting some goals and making some more money. You want to have more confidence. Whatever it is, there is something here for you. Take advantage. The links are below. I am personally so, so excited for you guys to have this information and to get a hold of it because it will make a huge impact on your life. And I know that this time of year, it can be easy to kind of like neglect ourselves, but you have this information for as long as you need it. So it's not anything that you have to rush to do. You can just have it and start it off when the new year starts or start whenever you want. You can do it at the convenience of your own home at your own pace. And I just love that this information is there when you need it. So please guys take advantage. Links are below and use code holiday. Bye. Hey, you guys, welcome. Welcome this week. I want to talk with you guys about something that we've all struggled with. If you have been hurt, disappointed, betrayed, whatever it is, and let's be honest, we all have. We've all gone through some kind of disappointment, some kind of hurt, some kind of uncomfortable feelings that, you know, someone did to us. I mean, let's be honest, we've gone through some pain, we've gone through some stuff. And if you're really struggling to move on from those experiences, and more specifically, you're looking for the apology, we are going to get into that because I've been there. I know you guys have been there. Some of you may have kind of gotten through that experience. Maybe others are really stuck in anger or resentment. Again, <laughs> been there as well. And I hope that my personal experiences and just the things that I know not just have worked for me, but worked for clients. I mean, they work for everyone in general, just the things that you need to be doing to start kind of moving on. Um, I hope you really start putting this stuff into practice. And honestly, if you're listening to this, you're ready to put this stuff into practice. So now if you kept that need going really strong, that you need someone to apologize, or you want someone to own it, or you want the acknowledgement, whatever it is. And on top of that, they're treating you like crap. Like it's one thing to want an apology from someone and to get that kind of validation, but it's another, I think it really, really happens with people where they crave this apology when you just start getting treated like absolute shit. When you are treated like shit and someone is just dumping on you left, right, and center, then you're going to start building the anger and the resent. And I think usually that's when people really, really crave that apology because you are being treated like crap. Now, I know that you're going to be annoyed at this person. 
I know that everything they do is going to frustrate you and annoy you because because they're treating you like crap and because they're the ones that did something wrong. So now you've got this like built up of frustration and anger and emotion. And on top of that, of course, you have the ego that's kind of like knocking at your door saying, you demand an apology, you want the recognition, you want the the I'm sorry or someone to just acknowledge what it is that they did. I mean, that stuff's tricky. That is not easy stuff to kind of work through. You're not going to do it just by listening to one podcast. It's something that you are going to have to do kind of like over and over again until it starts to subside. I think most of us know that one person that has been through something, something painful and never got the apology and was able to move on and moved on beautifully. And then of course we know the other person who never got the apology and it was something that they always wanted from that person. We all know that they're never gonna get it and they're still craving it. They're still angry about it. They're still bitter, whatever that looks like. So I want you to decide who you wanna be and I know you wanna be the first person. I know you wanna be the person that just is like, okay, I don't need this. I know there's a part of me that still wants it a little, but I don't need this anymore and I'm tired of feeling this way. You know, here's the harsh truth is that they are not going to apologize. They are not going to come around and own what they did. They are not going to beg on bended knee asking for your forgiveness. I don't think, for me personally, I don't think I wanted them coming back begging or giving me the I'm sorry, I'm sorry, run around game. I didn't need the big long speech or anything like that, but I definitely wanted some acknowledgement. I mean, can we just please acknowledge at least what you did and that it made me feel this way and then it wasn't nice? Like when there's literally no acknowledgement. So I don't know, maybe I did want the apology, who knows, but I don't think I needed to hear the words, I'm sorry. I just needed someone to say, yeah, I did that and it wasn't okay. So I guess it's the same thing because you're not going to get someone owning it and you're definitely not going to get someone apologizing for it. Um, I wanted the person to acknowledge the pain that they caused me and I wanted them to own what they did. And, and I was pissed and I knew that owning how I felt was kind of like the first step. I knew that they were not going to own what they did and I I knew they weren't going to sit in it and feel uncomfortable. And I think part of my ego like wanted them to just like fester in it and feel so bad and so bad. But I got to be honest, I've never really been like a huge vengeful person. I've, I've never wanted someone to suffer. Like I would never have been the woman that would like slash the tires or, you know, throw crap around the house. It's not like, I just, it's not my vibe. It's never, I don't know what it is with me. I don't know if it's like, I'm an old soul. I just, and I get it that some people get so annoyed or so mad when someone like betrays them or cheats on them or whatever. I mean, my ex did it while I was pregnant. I don't know any other time that you could leave some cheat on someone and leave someone at like the most vulnerable time in their life either that or if you were just like really really sick and you were going through like a really tough time and then the person just like ups and leaves you I mean I think those are the only two times that for me I personally think are the worst times to leave a person um and I didn't have that like huge let me just start throwing shit around you know gangsta thing inside of me I just knew that I just wanted the acknowledgement. I just wanted like that little bit of validation that 
I'm sorry. I guess. Yeah, there you go. I'm sorry for what I did. And I know I hurt you. And I think I also, you know, I mean, to go even deeper, wouldn't it have been nice to also get the person to say, and I'm a little messed up and I need some therapy and I need help and I don't know why I did what I did and I'm a hot mess and I have issues. I mean, <laughs> I think that level of acknowledgement would be even more amazing because then you're like, oh, you're human. You're admitting that you're a human being and that you have flaws. And for me, I'm a very forgiving person. Not that I'm going to forgive you and let you back into my life, but I can definitely forgive and let go because I understand that people are human and I understand that people are wounded and that people make mistakes. And I personally did not really take what happened to me personally. I, I never have really, really taken heart, like a deep offense to what someone does to me. I never once took it as a reflection of anything having to do with me. I knew it had nothing to do with me. Um, even if there was like a moment where I thought to myself, well, maybe I could have been a better this, or maybe I could have done this different, or maybe if I tried a little harder, or did it? Yes, I think we all have those parts of our brain that think that way, but I slowly came back to, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, that's not the way it should be. Like, it's not about me trying to do everything right in order for you to be a normal, healthy person. Like, what the hell? That makes absolutely no sense. So I didn't live in that for too long, but I definitely know that the validation was very important. And I know owning what they did also would have helped me because it did give me that validation. And the, the validation was because the pain that they caused, I felt was so invalidating. You know, they didn't really, and this is the part that kind of sucks where you got to be honest with yourself. Like they didn't really care. They didn't really care about you. I mean, they don't care about anyone. So it's not just about you. Don't take it personally, but they didn't care about me. They didn't care about how I would feel. They were just selfish. They were obsessed with getting what they wanted, anything that was going to make them feel good. And this isn't just my ex. This is just anyone else who has ever kind of done me wrong or betrayed me or hurt me or anything like that. I mean, it's all the same game, basically. It's that the person is so wrapped up in themselves and thinking about themselves and consumed with their own self that they can't think about anyone else. They're, they're not even in a frame of mind where even if they do think like, mm, this probably isn't nice, that doesn't weigh as heavy as, oh, I really, really need to get this. They didn't want to do the right thing because they needed to get something from that situation that would make them feel good temporarily. I think that is just, well, I mean, I was gonna say, I think that's like the ultimate rejection but it's also just a testament to how wounded that person is. Like, think about that. Can you imagine doing some horrible stuff? And now look, we're all human and we all make mistakes. So I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily about being perfect and not messing up. But can you imagine messing up and then not being able to acknowledge it? And I think most people in my life have had the inability to acknowledge it. I don't think anyone has ever come to me and just acknowledged what they did. They either made an excuse for it. They either like blatantly denied it to my face. And I'm like, how, how are you denying this? I don't understand how you can deny it. And even when they couldn't deny it any longer, they just, there was nothing to be said. Now, if you're going through any of this, which I'm sure some of you are, you know that there's literally so many hurtful parts that a lot of 
you guys have to deal with and I've had to deal with myself. And everyone is at different levels. So, you know, here's the thing. When you're a child and you don't know that someone's hurting you or you don't know that someone is not being good to you, you are not able to rationally think, meaning you don't know that dad not showing up to your game or mom constantly invalidating you or telling you that you're fine when you know you're not fine. You don't know that those things are happening and that they're actually causing like really huge issues or that it's like the beginnings of this I'm not enough story that gets played in your mind. Those wounds stay with us um, and they make us really kind of in a sense who we are because we start to feel that there is something wrong with us, that it causes anxiety and self-doubt and insecurity and, and all the things that we all struggle with. And it really is those early stages of life that kind of develop those wounds. But now the problem is that, so we grow up and now we have all of those same things kind of going on inside of us and don't know where to start with healing. So it's like the same thing. So, you know, dad doesn't show up to the game and I feel unloved and my, my you know, partner or whatever ditches me and then I feel unloved. It's still the same. I'm not lovable. I feel unloved. Um, you're abandoning me. It, it's all the same wounds. It's just continuously happening, whether you're 5, 2, 42, you know, 70, it doesn't matter. And the difference is now that you're a grown adult when these things happen, you can handle them differently. Whereas before, when you were younger, you couldn't have handled them differently because you didn't even know what was really going on. You were just taking in experiences and then you just didn't know what to do about them. So they just kind of like stay stuck in you. So since everyone is at different levels and how they process what happens to them, that means that when this happens and someone betrays you or hurts you, you're going to handle it differently depending on where you're at, I guess, like emotionally or spiritually or energetically. So some people will blame themselves. They will think that they really did something wrong to cause this person to do what they did. That was not the case for me. Maybe that's not the case for you. Maybe it is the case for you. Maybe there is, and again, this isn't black and white, but maybe there is a little part of you that's like, yeah, I could have done something better. Yeah, I could have been a little bit this or a little bit that. And I think, you know, we all have a little bit of that, of course, but if that is the bulk of how you feel, then that's how you're kind of dealing with and coping with this. That's how you're taking this trauma, this experience that you've gone through, that's that's what you're leaving with it, with you constantly blaming yourself. Now, some people feel very insecure by what someone did to them because they feel like it reflects them as not being good enough. So it's kind of like the same thing of, well, I could have done this better, but they go to, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be good enough. It's just this very shameful place to kind of live because of what someone else did to you because of their actions. So they actually think that this person's actions were caused by something that they either did or said. Now, when you say that out loud, you know, because you're an adult and you have logic, you know that that doesn't make any sense, that there's nothing you can do or say to cause a person to behave the way they behave. Like that's free will. They get to decide how they want to respond in life and how they want to behave. That has nothing to do with you. You could be the worst person in the world and they can still choose not to be a jerk. I mean, quite frankly. So then there's the other people who will 
know that, you know, dad and mom or their ex, they can understand what they did and that it wasn't about them. So they don't take it personally, but they're still going to suffer. They still suffer because maybe they're angry by the hurt that they caused. Maybe they're upset because the situation that they've been put into now because of the actions of that person. So it's not necessarily that they're hurt by the person in a way where they need the apology and they need them to own it and all that stuff. They're just disappointed and sad and frustrated by the situation now that they're in. And so as you listen to this, you can kind of look like, okay, where do I kind of live? Do I live in this place more than this place? And I think sometimes when you're healing too, it definitely can ebb and flow. There are days where you're really just angry about the situation that you were that you're put into. I know for me, that was the bulk of it for me. I was angry that I was doing this all by myself. I was angry that I felt like my, you know, quote, family was taken away from me, that my my partner, that reliability, that companionship, that go-to, all of that stuff wasn't there. And now I'm doing this all by myself, which was not the intention. Um, I think that's really what made me mad at my ex. It wasn't him cheating and leaving. I mean, don't get me wrong, in the beginning, the thought of it, I was like, oh my God, what a horrible person who does that. But I quickly got over that because I've always lived by the philosophy of like, look, if you're not happy, I mean, granted, you shouldn't cheat and like do it behind someone's back and do all this other shady stuff, at least have the decency to just like end the relationship. But, um, but whatever, like, you know what I mean? I really always did truthfully look at it like, if you don't want to be with me, then I'm actually glad that you're doing this because I didn't know that you weren't happy. So if you're not happy, then goodbye, you know, and I'll find someone else who is better for me or will value me or appreciate me. But it was the doing it alone for me that I needed that like kind of closure with. And that's why I think I didn't need the I'm sorry necessarily. I think I just needed the acknowledgement of, holy shit, I'm giving her now she's doing this all by herself because he was already in another relationship. Like he bounced from one relationship to the next. So he never really had to do it by himself. Um, he has always had help around him, whereas I haven't. So I think I the closure that I needed to give myself, notice how I said I needed to give myself, was that I had to move on from the idea that I thought it was going to look a different way than what it actually did look like. I know a lot of people want closure. I know closure they think will give them a sense of understanding or I don't know, maybe like clarity about what happened. It's like they want this answer. They want this clear answer to a question of what the hell just happened? Why did this happen? They think it will help them to process what happened so they can make sense of it so then they can put it behind them. They're very analytical. And, you know, here's, there's a few things that are going on. I think any insight you gain will, I mean, look, it definitely won't heal your heart, but it will make you maybe feel better, right? Like it will give you a little bit of validation or understanding of what the hell just happened to me. Why, why is this happening? Why did this person do that? So I think those questions are normal and I think that they do need to be answered. I think that regardless of what the answer is, your heart will still feel pain because that's what it does. It feels. It doesn't think. It doesn't make sense of. It just feels. And so the person that's, you know, ruminating, ruminating, they have to understand that it doesn't matter how black and white or logical a situation is. It is still going to hurt. You are still going to feel pain. 
because that's what the heart does. It feels. So this is why some people will ruminate and overthink a situation because they are stuck in trying to figure it out, figure something out because they think that that will help heal their heart. And it doesn't. You have to actually feel what it is that you need to feel. So now you are learning how to basically parent yourself where you have to educate yourself on why something happened and understand all that and get that dynamic because that's really huge and that's powerful. But you also need to have no judgment, no shame in order to start pro- like actually feeling what you feel. Closure is, I feel like it's often so associated with moving on. Like I can't move on until I get closure. And people think that if they get closure, they'll be able to move on. And I mean, honestly, it's just not the case. It is literally not the case. You moving on, regardless, like you being able to move on or you deciding to move on happens regardless of getting closure from outside yourself. Because chances are, if you're really looking for closure, you're probably not going to get it. You're, you're probably asking closure from those few people in the world who will never be able to have accountability and take responsibility for themselves where they can own it. Most people cannot own it. Look, I mean, if someone is so wounded that they're going to hurt you in such a horrible way, you think they're going to have the emotional intelligence, like you think they're going to be healthy enough, mature enough, whatever it is to be able to apologize to you and to sit in how that's making them feel. Because again, it's still not about you. It's about them, how it makes them feel. So people that need closure, I always tell them personally, I never want to have to rely on anyone in order for me to move on because moving on is just a decision that you make. It's a decision that you make, but again, it doesn't help your heart to heal. What helps your heart to heal is to actually feel. Oh my God, look at me rhyming. (laughs) So moving on is a decision that you make over and over again that when the thought comes up, you got to forgive and you got to move on and you got to make that decision. When you have to see the person, you got to forgive. You got to consciously move on. When they trigger you, you're getting closure by what you decide to do when the thought comes up, when you see the person, when you have to talk to them, interact with them, when you have to see them with a new partner or, or whatever, you know, all of those triggers that you have, when all of those things are happening, happening, you get closure by what you decide to do in those moments. Are you going to feed the insecurity, feed the story that says, I need this person to say I'm sorry? Are you going to make, allow that person to make you feel like there is something wrong with you, that you are not enough, that you did this wrong and that's why they did what they did? Like, are you going to allow those stories to happen or are you going to start handling them the way you should be handling them? So I want you to really challenge this idea that you need something from them in order for you to start kind of moving on with your life. I want you to also ask yourself, will it really help you to get the I'm sorry? Now, if the answer is yes, that's your ego or possibly your wounded self, because the answer should be no. You know, will you still feel sad if they say I'm sorry? You know, look, if we could all sit down with the people that hurt us and if we could have a serious heart to heart where we both express like, 
our emotions and how we feel and we're crying and we're sad and we're frustrated and I can't believe you did this to me and and they could sit there too and go I know I'm so messed up like I can't believe I did this what you would end up having are two people that are connecting with each other and showing vulnerability and that person you know the quote abuser or the person that hurt you or a toxic person whatever I don't care how you label it that person is showing vulnerability to say I'm please I'm so sorry like I acknowledge what I did and they're being vulnerable and they, let's just say that they're really trying to get healthy and they own it again I don't I don't think that there's a lot of people that really are trying to work on themselves in this way I, I hate to be like a pessimist here but I, I don't think people are really capable of that I'm not saying it's impossible and no one ever does it no but I do think majority will like to just kind of sweep it under the rug but I want you to really challenge that. Like if they apologize, would I f still feel sad? And the, the answer is yes, because unless you have that really deep conversation where you guys are being raw and honest with each other and you're, you know, hugging each other and crying it out and maybe you can like establish a good like, all right, you know, let's start to kind of both move on. Like that's what we all want. We all want that fairy tale movie situation where we're both crying and we've decided that yes, maybe we're not right for each other, but I'm so sorry for what I did to hurt you. That's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And it's especially not going to happen with, I mean, listen, if you're listening to this, then chances are your ex not capable at all is not that 1% person that I'm talking about. So you got to really work on this need that you feel like you have that unhealed part of yourself that you feel like you have inside of you that wants the I'm sorry, whether it's the ego or the wounded inner child, you got to figure that out too. Who's who's leading here? Are you hurt and sad? Because usually that's the inner child. And if you're just angry and pissed off, then guess what? That's the ego. You know, people have different coping mechanisms and ways of seeking closure. Some people think jumping into another relationship will do it. Some people think, you know, talking about it over and over again will do it um, and there does come a point where it's like look we can't keep t harping on the same thing we need now we're in like an addictive state of just complaining and complaining I'm sure we all know that person who's still talking about what happened to them and you know what they've been through and it's just you're like oh my god it's time to really move on from the situation and you know that they're in a habit of doing it it's like they're addicted to doing it at this point but people really think that that's going to help them. And that's a coping mechanism that they have. And they've, you know, latched onto it for so long that now it's just like a habit and a pattern that they have. So all that's going, all that's going to do is really just overwhelm you. And it's going to emotionally just drain you. It's going to frustrate you because you're keeping that negative story alive. You know, something people think that, I don't know, stalking their ex on social media or, and, and just like looking at them and picking apart their life that they can see making fun of something, you know, judging something that they see will give them closure. You know, some think that just creating a scene, you know, like a big scene where they go off on them or I don't know, I just literally thought of that like scene in a movie where the girl walks up to the guy that like cheated on her and like throws like a drink in his face or some, or slaps him, you know, across the face or something like that. And I'm sorry that who hasn't thought of that scene in a movie because I know I have like how 
bad would you want to do that to your ex? So I mean, that's all ego, obviously. But you know, some people think that that's gonna give them closure that if I just throw that martini in his face, like he's going there, I win and like, you know, just storming off. I literally am thinking of Samantha Jones from Sex in the City. Every single time I think of anything like that, I think of her. Um, but anyways, the maybe just partying, maybe you're going out a lot, maybe you're going on as many dates as you possibly can, maybe you're eating and overeating constantly, maybe now you're gaining weight because of it, now your self-esteem is going down, maybe you are just playing the victim and you're complaining about what happened to you and how this person ruined your life. You know, I think playing the victim and kind of falling to a rut where now your self-esteem is really bruised and you're not working on parenting yourself to help kind of overcome that. Or of course, there's like the classic, classic comparison game of who will die alone, right? The people that play the competition game of who's winning, who's losing, who's happy in their relationship, who moved on first, literally none of these. And if you're doing them, I'm going to tell you right now, stop it. (laughs) Just stop doing it. Like no more. We're, we're moving on. We are not doing these old things anymore that are not going to help us. So this is your warning that now you're, you're being judged. Like, stop it. (laughs) No, we're not doing that anymore. We're going to start doing something different. You know, here is the real reality check is that this all has to do with you figuring out Is it ego or is it my wounded self? Because if it's your ego that wants the apology, which guess what? The ego always wants the apology because it wants the acknowledgement that this person knows that they're wrong, right? Like I want you to suffer your wrong. That's like all ego. So, but maybe it's just this like habit of feeling like you need something when you know you really don't and you're just tired of feeling that way and you're ready to move on. So Maybe that's where you're where you're at. And I think most people, they're not living in this like horrible, vengeful ego place. They're really living in that wounded inner child. And that's a little trickier because the ego, you can tell to kind of just bug off. And no, we're not going there. We're not going to act erratic. No, no, thank you. Like, we're not going to be dramatic here. We're not going to go down this rabbit hole of I'm the worst person in the world. Like none of that stuff. With the inner child, it's trickier because now you have to do things like remind that part of yourself about what really happened. And yes, this is the logical stuff. And yes, of course, it won't heal your heart. But just reminding your inner self of what happened is really important because it wasn't about you. And that is something that you do have to constantly be reminding of yourself because there is a part of you that wants to latch on to maybe it was me, maybe it was me, because it can change. Like I can change me. And so maybe if I would have done something different, this would have been different. It's just, it's something comforting that that part of yourself wants to latch on to because it thinks that it has control when it doesn't. I think that with the wounded self, you have to learn how to uplift your, excuse me, uplift yourself, um, validate yourself. You know, I, I got to boost myself up. I got to be my own cheerleader. I got to remember who I am. I got to remember that I'm a catch. Like you need to be able to affirm yourself in those ways. You need to be able to validate that you do feel sad, that you are frustrated, that you do feel lonely, that you are angry. And you have to learn how to soothe yourself. Like literally all of that is self-parenting. So um, if you're not doing that, then guess what? 
you are shaming, judging, you're doing all the things that are keeping this, I need this, I'm sorry, in order to feel okay and to move on, you're just keeping that stuff going strong. And all of these things need to happen consistently, the self-parenting, until those feelings really start to go away. When I talk to someone who's been discarded and we all know their ex is not owning up to anything and has literally no empathy. I mean, all the victim wants at that point is for the person to make them feel like they matter. Like, look, you just literally tossed me away like yesterday's trash. Can you just at least acknowledge that you did it? I mean, that's all I'm even asking for. I'm not even asking for the I'm sorry and uh, I want you back and I made a mistake. I mean, yeah, maybe that would be the icing on the cake, but ugh, can you just be a human being and just own what you did? And I think when you, again, when you're still kind of like really wanting that, that is exhausting, absolutely exhausting work because first, that's not your job to try to make this person do the right thing. Clearly, they don't know how to do the right thing. And second, you'll never feel good about yourself if you're waiting for someone else to heal you. That's the most like disappointing thing for me is when I see people get really stuck in those spaces and those traps of wanting this or needing this in order to feel okay. And look, I've been there. We, we've all been there. There's no judgment. It's just you have to work through, through self-parenting. You got to learn how to do all of those things. And, or, and again, it's a process because you got to do it all the time. It's not just like, okay, I'm going to do it once and then that's it. I've moved on. It just doesn't work like that. So we do have these expectations that when someone hurts us that we're supposed to get them, you know, we want them on our hands and knees, on their hands and knees begging for forgiveness and that if they do that, that I'll feel so much better um, and then I'll be able to move on. And I got to be honest, even if you really did get someone saying, yeah, I know what I did and I'm sorry, I really do think that when you go through a really painful breakup, divorce, relationship, like that trauma is already done. It's already in you. So any I'm sorry that you're possibly going to get at that point, it's not, I'm sorry, but it's not going to heal that trauma or any PTSD that now you have from that situation. I mean, don't get me wrong. If the person's treating you like absolute crap and they're just giving you tons of backlash and they're being horrible, it's going to make it even harder, right? Because then your PTSD is going to go to like the next level but or the trauma is going to go to the next level. But you you really have to move on from this idea that you need something outside of yourself. I mean, it would be great if they could be a decent human being and be able to own it just to kind of like scratch the surface of you be, of you moving on. But that's just not going to happen. An apology to a lot of people means there is an acknowledgement. They are getting validation for the pain that they're in. And for a lot, they think it's giving them a sense of closure. And like we've talked about constantly throughout this podcast, it's just, it's not going to give you what you think it will. It'll give you like a little high for like a minute. It's kind of like revenge. Like revenge will give you like a high for a minute, like haha, but then you're still like, then you just move on. It's like, okay, haha, there you go. You guys broke up. Cool. And that's it. You're not going to wake up every single day for the rest of your life and be like, I'm so happy that that happened. It's just not going to happen that way. Personally, I didn't really want revenge. I mean, of course the thought came to mind here and there, but it was just like a tiny thought that happened. And I just personally, I really wanted the acknowledgement. 
And I knew really, really early on that I was never going to get that. You know, I wanted the, I can see that I hurt you and I'm sorry. I just wanted the humanness to come forward. And I don't think a lot of people can be in that space because of how that's going to make them feel. So I do think that some people, they can't deny what they did, but the reason why they aren't giving you what you need is not necessarily because they're continuously trying to be vengeful. It's because they don't want to feel what they would have to feel in order to say that. So you guys, I, I really hope this helps someone to start kind of using anything that I said to kind of start picking up the pieces and moving on. I hope it really helps you to let go of that need of wanting the I'm sorry. If you are interested in taking any courses, you guys, 50% off the entire month of December, please take advantage. Links are below. Self-parenting course, nine weeks to emotional healing, all the good stuff. Um, I look forward to the next podcast and I hope you are all well. Take care.